0: Today, Disney doubles down on woke. Their employees admit openly they want to indoctrinate your children. And uh, economists have upped the amount of money that you are going to need to deal with inflation. Can't wait to get into that. We've got all that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Hey, welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by Blaze TV contributor Eric July, also host of For Canon's Sake, which you need to be subscribed to on the YouTubes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> also joined by, I'm so excited, I love it when she's in town, Morgan Zegers, who is, of course, founder of Young Americans Against Socialism, Um, And it's really good to have you. Thanks for having me. It's nice to have some estrogen at the table. Mm -hmm. Yes.
1: I'm dressed like a prairie girl today, so I definitely am bringing it. I was on the Chad Prather show this morning. Definitely brought some femininity to that set.
0: Good. Well, we need it. (laughs) We need it. So thank you. Um, So I want to get into all of this Disney stuff. It just keeps getting crazier and crazier. So as we talked about yesterday, Disney doubled down on uh, their condemnation of Rhonda Santos' bill that he signed basically like, hey, parents should actually make the call on this stuff. Schools should not be around to do things like sexually indoctrinate children. Uh, And by the way, only kindergarten through third grade, right? So seems like something we can all agree on. Well, Disney is just doubling down on their wokeness, uh, going full out. Uh, Chris Rufo, who is doing really, really great work uh, on CRT and sexually indoctrinating children in schools. Chris Rufo was sent uh, some, some footage from some meetings, some Zoom meetings that Disney had had. And I want to go through some of these clips that he was sent. They are, to, in my opinion, extremely horrifying. Um, let's first play Uh, The Disney corporate president who says that she wants her name is Carrie Burke. Okay, she wants uh, many, many, many LGBTQI two a plus plus characters because she actually is a mother of two children in the queer community.
2: Watch. I'm here as a mother of of two queer children, actually Um, uh, one transgender child um, um, and one pansexual child um, and and also as a leader. Um, And that was the thing that really got me. We had an open forum last week at 20th where, um, again, the home of, of really incredible, groundbreaking LGBTQIA stories over the years where. Um, one of our execs stood up and said, you know, we only have a handful of queer leads in our content. And I went, what? I, that can't be true. And I and I and I realized, oh, it, it actually is true. We have many, many, many LGBTQIA characters in our stories. And 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 yet we don't have enough leads um, and narratives in which gay characters just just get to be characters. Um, and and not have to be about gay stories, and so um, that's been very eye opening for me. And I hope this is a moment where shoot um, the fifty percent of the tears.
0: <laughs> oh, Sorry, <just> getting all <laughs> emotional about indoctrinating
2: um, children. Uh, We don't, we just don't allow each other to go backwards.
0: Mm, Yeah, don't go backwards, (laughs) always forwards. That is why they had this Zoom call, of course, the Reimagine Tomorrow campaign where they want to make sure that 50% uh, of all of their characters and content would represent uh, underrepresented groups by 2022 uh, or the end of 2022. So um, guys, I want to get your thoughts on this, Um, but I want to play one more clip for you and by the way I'm going to leave out the clip of the one of the people this is I believe Disney's diversity and inclusion chief Fake who job. says yeah anything that's diversity and inclusion, I'm like, I stopped listening. So I guess people may not be listening to what I'm about to say, but um, they are no longer addressing theme park visitors as ladies and gentlemen and boys and girls. They are now addressing them as dreamers and friends. Uh, So that's really cute. But let me, me, before I get your thoughts, let me play one other uh, particularly egregious comment which um, is someone talking about, this is Disney production coordinator, Alan March, talking about uh, his team being committed to exploring queer stories and uh, creating a tracker, that's not scary at all, to make sure that they are creating enough gender non-conforming characters. Watch. I'm on
3: the production side. Uh, Part of uh, the work that I feel like I can put in is, making sure that we take place in modern day New York. So making sure that that's like an accurate reflection of New York. So I put together like a tracker of our oh. background characters okay. to make sure that we have like a the full breadth of expression. And uh, we got into a very similar conversation, Carrie, of like, oh, all of our like gender nonconforming characters are in the background. Uh-oh. And so it's not just a numbers game um, of how many LGBTQ plus characters you have we got the further, uh, the the more centered a story is on a character, the more nuanced you get to get into their story. Mm. And especially with like trans characters, you can't see if someone is trans. There's not one way to look trans. And so kind of the only way to have these like canonical trans characters, canonical asexual characters, canonical bisexual characters is to give them stories where they can like be their whole
0: selves. So I said that I, I said that I was going only going to play one other clip, but I, and I don't want to play this full clip, but I do want to start playing um, this one, which is Disney executive producer Latoya Raveno, who says that her team has implemented a, I'm quoting here, a not at all secret gay agenda and is regularly adding queerness to everything that your kids are watching. Watch some of this.
4: It's like I love Disney's content. I grew up watching, you know, all of the classics. They have been a huge, like, informative (laughs) part of my life. But at the same time, like, I worked at small studios most of my career, and I'd heard, you know, hear whispers. Like, I'd I'd heard things like, oh, you know, they won't let you show this at a Disney show. And I'm like, okay. So I was a little like sus when I started. But then my experience was bafflingly the opposite of what I had heard on my little pocket of like, you know, proud family, Disney TVA, um, the showrunners were super welcoming Meredith Roberts and like the, the, our leadership over there has been so welcoming to like my, like not at all secret gay agenda. And so like, I, I feel like, Um. I felt like it was, I mean, like maybe it was that way in the past, but I guess like something must've happened in the last, like, like they are turning it around, they're going hard. And then all that like momentum that I felt, like that sense of, I don't have to be afraid to like, let's have these two characters kiss, let's in the background, this are, like I was just wherever I could, just basically adding queerness to like the- if you Okay, anything- all right,
0: that's enough. We've heard enough. I've heard enough. <laughs> I've heard enough. Uh, Morgan, I'm gonna go ladies first here. I Look, I realize I'm the only parent at the table, but I don't think that you need to be a parent to understand the insanity that this takes us uh, when we're talking about corporations, schools, all of these places who are like, yeah, we actually do have this agenda to indoctrinate.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is such a long conversation, so I could really go on about this. First thing is, it was so creepy in the first clip to hear something like fill in the blank sexual child. It, yeah. That alone is wrong. Yeah. I, rem- I remember talking to a friend, he's a 12 year old and goes to public school. The girl came back one day and said, Daddy, I'm pansexual. 12, I mean, if you're told at 12 in a class that there's X number of the different sexualities you could choose from and that pansexual means you love everybody because that's the definition of it, right. then what 12 year old isn't gonna be like, that fits me, that fits my thing. So I've been on this journey, like you said, I don't have kids, I don't even have a boyfriend and I admit that I'm just very into family policy and education and all of these concepts now. And I started to get into it after COVID with the mandates and they kept saying, kids are resilient. They'll get through this. They can wear masks for eight hours a day and it's not gonna hurt their development. I started saying, But I actually don't know if it would or not. I need to learn more about this. We all do. So I started reading childhood development books. I started listening to more childhood development podcasts. And it is truly disturbing when you actually look at what the COVID mandates do to children in these young ages. And then also now to see their innocence, to see parents trying to put that onto them, now knowing how innocent their minds are and how we are supposed to be helping guiding them and formulating how to handle emotions. To have a child, like you were saying earlier, put a headband on their head and then we say, Mm. oh, you're confused, honey. Mm. Let me give you some sexual education at such a young age. It's disturbing. And when we hear that kind of stuff, I hate to say it. I used to be a lot nicer, but now I hear that and I I just want to say, shut up. We aren't debating you as if this is a normal political issue. You are not going to be included in this conversation anymore. The adults need to go over here and figure out how this can be stopped. That's Mm -hmm. how it should be instead of us. oh. What's a good idea? What's a bad idea? Right. And they shouldn't be included in this anymore. This
0: is a line in the sand, yeah. right? Yeah, and that's where I'm at as well. It's just like, I just don't know that I can tolerate uh, a back and forth with someone who is not willing to say, Corporations and schools and really anyone other than the parents should be trying to uh, Indoctrinate all of these kids into sexual ideologies and actually by the way while I'm saying that even the parents should not be doing that But that's a completely different. Yeah, that's a completely different area there that we uh, may not have time to get into today
5: Yeah, look this is something that I've spoke about extensively certainly on my channel on the show because this is in the realm of where I Exist in and that is like entertainment so you have these weirdos who have infiltrated basically all sectors of it, all industries, different types of industries, and they have made it abundantly clear that they are going to basically cosign whatever the authoritarian left wants them to, and they will put out whatever filth it is that they want, and they're not hiding it anymore. Uh, at all. Uh, you heard her say that it's, you know, it's not so secret, certainly yeah. gay agenda. They're pushing forward these policies that don't even match up. It's funny. These guys rally so much about representation. And now we're about to have an overrepresentation of such a a, a small demographic mm-hmm. of people when they want 50 percent of them to be of of, you say, underrepresented certain groups. And then she she's talking about, well, I'm putting queer people everywhere, wherever I can put them. And it's funny because we had been making note of that. I certainly made note of that stuff in the comic books. And like people would call me crazy for it when, no, they pretty much are on the nose and blatant with it. Now, I've said before, and I know you agree with me on this whole idea of defunding these sort of institutions. Yes, I can. I've had my gripes. I've been screaming for the last 10 years that people that are not left that should have been involved in the culture. Mm-hmm. They neglected it. They mm-hmm. thought they were the smartest people in the room. got their Ivy League uh, degrees. So who needs, who cares what the actors we'll think?
0: We'll just keep talking about taxes. Yes, and yeah.
5: politics yeah. and all of that, because who cares? And now you're getting your ass kicked, for lack of better terms, in the culture. Right. And what you see are the ramifications from you completely ignoring that. Okay, you want to turn this tide around, you got to get involved. And to do that, it requires, I think, Particularly folks, whether it be conservative, libertarian, whatever you want to call yourself, they undermine how much power they have as customers. Disney, yes, they own a whole hell of a lot of uh, different things. Like, Mm -hmm. again, I'm a Marvel DC guy. They got hold of Marvel. That's just what it is. Mm -hmm. If I can detach myself from having a pull list going to the local comic book shop every Wednesday and not giving that piece of crap company my money, Anybody can do it for any any industry. Mm-hmm. Now, entertainment is the easiest one to do. So this is why I don't have leeway. You want to talk about why I won't go back and forth. What I won't do as well, I ain't got no time for black pillars, and I certainly have no time for these demoralized idiots, a lot of them being conservatives, who act like there's nothing we can do. Mm-hmm. Right? They're so big. They're so massive. Who cares? I just want to consume new Spider-Man out here. Mm-hmm. The, the Nostalgic keys I'm going to dangle in your face because you want to see Toby be Spider-Man again. This is why it's not just about youngsters. You understand all the Disney controllers, families, like it's an entire structure of people that they are trying to indoctrinate. Mm -hmm. We need to unplug from the freaking matrix. You do not have to fund this company. I don't know where we get off thinking, like, I have to go watch the latest film. I have to give my money. You don't got to do anything. This is entertainment. We're not talking about water bottles and food right here. We're talking about entertainment. That can be replaced with anything. Go for a run or go, I don't know, fund an entertainer that doesn't hate you. Yeah. We're out here, guys. Yeah. We're out here. Certainly. So, Uh, Until we do that, I certainly am not going to give any kind of I'm not I know we you know, love our Glenn Beck. Of course, we talk about ESG all the time. I don't even think that's worth talking about until the conservative or libertarian. You got half of the freaking voting population. Entertainment companies are calling you Nazis and you're still funding them. So this is why I say until that happens, shut up about everything else. We haven't done everything it is that we can do in order to, I don't know, defund them and stop paying people to hate
0: you. So Morgan, I'm going to give you last word on this. I, I want such a good point. Yeah, I want to throw in here too, Eric, because you're talking about all of their movies and stuff, but I mean, Disney has continued to raise their prices at their theme parks. They're making it way harder for average Americans to be able to afford taking their families. Uh, I mean, you're, they are really nickel and diming everyone at this point, and it's like when you're doing that, and you're also doing all of these things, I, do you think that people are not just gonna go over to Universal, which is really not that far down the street from And they them?
5: haven't taken a public position. Well,
0: I know, computers. I'm like,
1: Universal, please, dear just God, don't
0: say just anything because I need a place to take my freaking
1: kids. <laughs> yeah, see, for me, it's like, like you said, people are super weak on this. This is mindset. It's. Entertainment, yes. it's going to a theme park. I've said before, like, I'm not taking my kids to Disney, I don't care. I'm mm-hmm. one, the politics, too. I don't want them to strive for excitement from those kind of activities. I hope that they get their joy from other things. And so maybe that's idealistic, but people say, how dare you not let your kids go to Disney? How dare you take that happiness from them? Are you kidding? Why have we conformed into this stupid mindset? No yeah. I think for, for so many things of like, oh, everybody's gotta go to Disney and vacation. Everybody's gotta watch the new movies that come out. When you think of, wanna know what disgusts me? at concerts, the little girls that start crying when they see a singer on stage, it is a sickening mentality to have to put any of these people on pedestals. And so that gets to that like a whole other conversation, but this is just a good example. It's an entertainment company. And as humans, we are pathetically weak Mm -hmm. if we can't just say, wow, they literally call us Nazis, but we're gonna continue to give them money. That's as bad as it is, and it's embarrassing. Yeah, Uh, all right,
0: Uh, all good points here. We've gotta take a break, but first we wanna thank our sponsor, Birch Gold Group. So we talk about this all the time. Inflation is not pretty right now. Uh, You're paying like 47% more for fuel than a year ago. You're paying 41% more for the same used vehicle if you bought it this year instead of last year. You're paying like They say 10% more to feed your family. It doesn't feel like that when I go to the grocery store. It actually feels like more than that. Every dollar in your savings is actually worth less than it was a year ago. You got to hedge against the dollar right now by investing in something with real value. That is gold and silver from Birch Gold. Uh, Look, precious metals have always been a safe haven in times of inflation. And Birch Gold is the leader in converting IRAs and 401ks into a tax-sheltered IRA that is backed gold and silver they've got thousands of satisfied customers they've got an a-plus rating with the better business bureau birch gold can help you protect your savings do not sleep on this it is just going to continue to get worse okay and you will be wasting your money you will be losing your hard-earned money you got to text the word why to 989898 you can get a free info kit on gold there's no obligation there's no reason not to do this just text the word why that's why to 989898 Economists are uh, warning. We were just talking about inflation with birch gold. Um, This is a real thing, you guys. Economists are now warning that Americans should consider budgeting an extra $5,200. That's $5,200 this year uh, or $433 monthly just in order to fight all of the effects of inflation. Uh, and so approximately 2,200, they say, uh, of that inflation tax will come as a result of higher food and energy prices. And again, you know, we kept hearing from the Biden administration, this is just gonna be transitory. It's just, it's temporary, you guys. This is, this is actually a good thing. Well, we kept hearing all of these, these uh, the narrative change, uh, you know, it's temporary. Well, okay, it may be lasting longer, but don't worry it'll go away to actually, it's a good thing and you shouldn't actually expect uh, your food to be on the shelves, your you know your supplies actually delivered actually you should just lower your standards instead of expecting the economy and the supply chain to work the way that it's always worked before. Um, so I, I want to, I wanna, to kind of tie this into uh, a new Gallup poll that was just released, I believe it was yesterday, and it said that uh, the Americans rate now, most Americans rate inflation as their top issue of everything, mm-hmm. right? Because everything has gotten so bad, I don't see it getting better um, with all of the policies that they are pushing forward. And you just got to wonder what the Democrats strategy is in letting all of this uh, transpire. You know, we talk a lot, Morgan, on this program. I know Eric's always here. So Mm -hmm. we talk a lot on this program about oil and gas and now how they are. This is a strategy for them. They are using all of these crises to push through all of their green energy policies, and they're not even really hiding it anymore with some of the things that they're saying. So it's like they know that they are doing this. They know that they are damaging the economy um, for this end goal. But do they really think they will hold power long enough to be able to see the end goal through? Because it really just feels like they're just messing everything up. hand it over to the Republicans, although I'm not saying the Republicans will actually do anything about it, uh, but, like, it just feels like they're messing everything up just to hand it over to Republicans because Americans are not going to stand back and watch this happen. $5,200 a year? Like, the average American does not have that just laying around. They're just
1: trying to make ends meet as it is. Exactly. Actually, that's what I thought of. I remember a startling number came out a handful of months ago that a crazy amount of Americans don't even have $1,000 in emergency funds or just extra usable money that they Mm -hmm. can use uh, on an annual basis, $1,000. And so think of it when Nancy Pelosi said $1,000 was crumbs. To people like her it is. Uh, yeah. To most people though who have to pay rent by paycheck by paycheck every month, uh, it's not a joke. And so 50 or $5,000 is insane. I feel it every day when I up like my forerunner and when I go to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. I'm a single girl that lives in a tiny apartment in Phoenix and when I am having to go grocery shop for myself, I don't eat a lot of food every week. Right. But oh my gosh, like even my bill is like high yeah. now. And so yeah. it's crazy, it's like I'm buying food for a family. Long term, I'm really concerned about this because you guys are very aware of this. When America collapses, it's not going to be some boom, big, violent, revolutionary moment where the left rises up like the Bolsheviks. Instead, it's just this slow decay. And we saw that in Venezuela. We saw it in many other countries who, once they're in power, they start implementing policies one after another. It leads to the decline of the economy. And then everything else starts to collapse. And one of those things that happens is inflation. So this is yet another outcome that we have been expecting for quite some time. So to actually see it play out, though, is very, very concerning. And it's just, it more so like hurts my heart because it's like, well, this is what the next step is. Yeah, technically.
0: Yeah. And it's like, we warned of this, you guys. We told you guys that this was going to happen and nobody listened. Well, actually, I take that back. Uh, I think people listened, but there was like a fortification that had to happen, but I won't get into it here. (laughs) Eric.
5: Look, this is, uh, you didn't need an economist certainly to tell you that this was going to be an issue, and it's historically been an issue. I mean, when you have what you have in the central banking system in a combination with the treasury that prints money out of thin air and sells off assets of your unborn people. Meanwhile, the Congress is spending money that they don't have because they're allowed to monetize their own debt. This is exactly what it is that you're going to get. I mean, Rothbard was talking about this. I don't know long before I was even born trying to scream at you people in the Fed. This is this rotten uh, animal, but nobody listens. Right. Mm -hmm. Because you get these folks in office and they care more about implementing their own personal agendas that they're there for two or four years or whatever it is. And it's criminal what it is that they've done. But I'm not letting the American people off the hook because they've supported these jack wagons that have then implemented these sorts of policies. See, this is what happens when you rule. And Democrats are very good at this, though not exclusively. This is them. They rule by emotion. Economic law is economic law. And I'm not saying like as in legislation, I am saying as in uh, what an economy is going to do is what an economy is going to do. Keynesians might not want to predict that because these idiots, which are probably the same guys who are totaling up this five thousand dollar mark. They think you could spin your way out of debt and all those sorts of moronic ideas that got us certainly into this position. Now, of course, it's not only the Democrats' fault, but they lead with emotion. So you have all of these folks who are like, well, the government's going to do more. We're going to pay for more. Uh, we're going to control more. We're going to regulate more. And it's all to save you and save your kids, it's always for the children. Right. So they want to save these people. And what they do is implement these policies where you end up feeling the brunt of it, whether it be through tax, direct taxation or inflation, which is a tax uh, effectively. It's the same way you have. Your money goes. Less of a way is more so what this is. But in order for this to stop, I don't think that like I don't look at this as like this train, which I mean, as long as these idiots are in power, it's going to be that way. Mm -hmm. That's one way. And it can't stop. It can certainly stop. But it's going to require certainly these chicken crap Republicans to stop it with this spending in in, in terms of their efforts, but also acting as if it's the government job to do even of the most basic things yeah. because that gets you into this mess. The government every year, what was it yesterday? That I think we talked about this every single year. Nobody bats a not. They literally say, hey, we're not going to get this money. <laughs> we know it's not there. It's not going to be there. It's called deficit spending and they still spend it. And no, every, we just act like it's normal. And it's by the upward of a $1.5 trillion that they do every single fiscal year. The fact that people aren't this is why I said I know I'm probably gonna get in trouble. I'm sorry, programmers, but <laughs> January sixth. I know everybody got all our rating was uh, trying to fall over themselves to demonize what happened. I'm. Y'all are forgetting, that's the criminal class. The Congress are the criminal class. Not only do they send your children off to war, but they also do what you what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. But in order for that to end, you gotta come to that realization, man, like this spending effort, this idea that government is supposed to take care of you, it has historically gotten you exactly in the mess that we're getting in now. I love that you mentioned these other countries. We have yeah. Venezuela, you mentioned it. Was the same thing happened with the USSR. You talk about all these great famines. Why do you think that sort of stuff happens? Mm-hmm. Because you think you or rather you have people that are in power that think that they can just overdo or rather just end what is economic law by way of their emotions and you can get get away with that like like for for the time being yeah. but it always catches up.
0: Morgan, do you think are we t- are we too far gone? Have have too many dominoes fallen um, with all of these policies being enacted, or do, do you think that there's still
1: time to to correct course? Well, I like what you said there about you know. This feels like a train that's headed nonstop and it's about to slam into a brick wall or something, but I feel like it absolutely could. If we were intentional and the proper people got together and started acting in a a way that could bring true change, we could do something. That being said, I remember a couple of years ago, I reached out, for example, about education policy. Um, And I was told by people in DC that they don't care about that kind of stuff and it (laughs) won't be picked up by them, my idea, because it's too cultural, and they like to focus on economics. Mm. And so it's that kind of stuff where it's like, a lot of people have a lot of funding and a lot of money and power, but they don't put the resources behind the right things. That being said, I think we have to upend the education system. I don't think anything's gonna change in this country unless that is completely upended. People are wondering, Were our founders wrong, I say our founders were right, but they had no idea that the fourth branch of government was going to be created, which is the bureaucracy. What I worry about is the tyranny through bureaucracy. They're going to continue to hammer us with terrible economic policy, but what they do instead of like throwing us in the gulag, they shut down our businesses. They send CPS to our homes. They attack us in indirect ways with their creepy, crawly arms. And that's really how we're going to see the downfall of America. When hair salon stylists open up a week early because of COVID mandates and have CPS sent to their home, that means we've reached a point where there's like no turning back unless major change is brought. How you upend the bureaucracy, the bureaucracy, the fourth branch of government. I don't know. But I think we are too far gone to act like this is one election away from being fixed. That's one thing.
0: Yeah. Amen. Uh, all right. Let's let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, let's talk about, you know, you heard all of these things that are going on that are really destroying our country. Uh, wait until you hear what the Biden administration is focused on with their new federal law. We'll be right back. So, inflation may be uh, killing you, and the left may be trying to sexually uh, indoctrinate all of your children. But the Biden administration apparently couldn't care less because they are touting a new bill that Joe just signed into law that makes lynching a federal hate crime. So, I, which is weird because I, I, I could be wrong. I thought that like murder and attempted murder were already like on the books. Like we were clear that was a crime. You got punished for it. Uh, I maybe not as severely as some people would like, but I felt like that was a pretty severe crime already on the books. But of course, everything now has to be about race. So this is the Emmett Till Anti-Lynching Act of 2022. And uh, they are touting it like it's, yay, we got a new federal hate crime. We are so excited about this. Don't pay attention to all of these other things that are going on over here. Don't pay attention to your life-sucking and uh, what the number says every time you fill up your gas tank. Uh, look at all of the work that we're doing for diversity and inclusion. This is great. This is great news. And um, I want to get your thoughts on that. But while we're, while we're on this, just so that we don't run out of time, um, while that's happening, uh, California's Reparations Task Force voted that um, black Californians who can provide a direct lineage to enslaved ancestors will be eligible for the—this is the first in the nation. It is a statewide uh, initiative, reparations, to address the harms and enduring legacy of slavery. So they are— they keep talking about it, right? And now they are moving forward with it. They say they have to prove their lineage, but, um, but if you do, you will get those reparations for uh, direct descendants. Um, Eric.
5: Well, I, I don't know, man, like you guys wanted roads uh, so bad and <laughs> it always comes back to that and that's why you justify government um, so much. It always, yeah. it was, you wanted roads and this is what you got. <laughs> You got idiots, which someone something that was already illegal, even by the, at the at the federal level. But this is something they was touting out a while back, yeah. and they just now got it passed. I remember Rand Paul was screaming like, "This is already illegal! Yeah. Like, what are y'all, what <laughs> but, are y'all doing?" But
0: have you considered what happens when you make it double illegal?
5: Double legal, I guess. <laughs> it's,
0: it's
5: even it's even worse. But you know, to idiots who vote, unfortunately, and uh, ha- have the quote unquote right to do it, um, they support stuff like this because they this is what you know this is why we call them NPCs right roll out a new script and now all of a sudden everybody cares about lynching um, apparently the famous French actor juicy smallier to my knowledge <laughs> he's the only one that's been uh, lynched and ironically it was a by uh, himself uh, n- nonetheless that's not a problem <laughs> that we need to be dealing with or anything it's just these guys are so obsessed with race and 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 s- <laughs> I mean, going back in, in history and, and trying to say that, you know, just because this person is black or whatever, this ongoing legacy of slavery. This is something that they've been discussing. I mean, since the really Frederick Douglass on to debates with W.B. Du Dubois and, 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 and Booker T. Washington. Like this is this this is not a new conversation that had been had where you have. People, race hustlers, who are the ones that are in this guy's body's ear who focus so much on this dumb crap. The reparation argument is the dumbest one uh, by far because people don't seem to understand where the money comes from. But this is what happens when you allow stupid people to vote (laughs) because they think that it just well, technically, I guess it does come out of thin air. But you get what it is that Mm -hmm. I'm saying, Mm -hmm. like. The money's coming from you (laughs) or or your future generations one way or another. The government is not a producer and your basic average American is too dumb to understand that. So they look at it like, well, so-and-so got reparations. The Japanese, the Native Americans and all this guy, now these, these people need to get re- reparations. I'm like, what the hell is the money coming from? They already broke. So where's the money? Definitely California. Where's the money coming from? Oh, it's coming from you, but you're too stupid to actually uh, realize it. So this is... Anytime we talk about these dumb stories, I end on this note, it just makes the case against democracy because these people should not be allowed to vote. And the fact that their vote matter, I don't I don't participate in this charade anyway. But the fact that let's assume that I went out there and voted like that, the fact that these dumb people and their vote matters just as much as mine shows the fundamental issue with this sort of uh, governmental structure. It is that we have because you get stupid people that thought (laughs) lynching was, uh, I guess, legal uh, prior to Joe Biden signing whatever stupid. Bill.
0: Yeah, legal and also a big problem. Yeah. Big problem again, duty, To be fair, yeah.
5: Small, yeah, he did. He was What He was By a By those MAGA hat-wearing people. Yeah, that he hired. In Chicago. <laughs> right.
1: At the subway. right, right, right. <laughs> uh, Morgan, what are your I, thoughts? I, there's a common theme with literally every political issue, and it's ignorance and complacency. Mm. And that's, again, what we're dealing with here. People are not smart enough to look at the issue and make the proper judgments. And I think we just need to start talking about that more. It all goes back to, again, the education system and failing to raise our children in a proper way with intention. Um, But with this, just like with the sexual education stuff, the more they do this stuff, especially when people are being told, oh, save another five grand in your savings because of inflation, because of our bad policies, and maybe get an electric vehicle if you can't afford gas, that kind of stuff, it really rubs salt in the wound. And there's a lot of people, there's ignorance, but there's also complacency. And because they've been so complacent for decades, we have had multiple generations of Americans that were like, it can never be bad. We're blessed to be in America, Toby Mm -hmm. Keith, and all that stuff, you know, it's like, Mm -hmm. we just assumed it can never really get that bad. So the worse it gets, and the more these people push their woke agenda, it's gonna keep waking people up. I'm sorry, but I don't think there's any other way to wake people up these days, other than learning the really harsh lessons that they're learning. And that's, I, you can't really teach them any other way, apparently. They won't seek out the information. We have all the access to every piece of information on the internet that we could possibly want to learn that could make this a free and prosperous society once again, and no one even dares to do a Google search to find the information. So. I'm just disappointed in all of us at this point. Wow, that's a, that's a black pill, Morgan. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's it's the truth, you though. You have it's to acknowledge the reality
5: in order to come up with some sort of solution. It, so she's right.
0: Okay, but can I just... So let me just, if they want to do reparations, how would you guys feel if we just all agreed the reparations could only come from Democrats because they are the party <laughs> right, of right. slavery. Now, they are the now party you
5: may of the Ku Klux Klan. Okay, and I would they, say this. How about laws, this? I even right. have a better idea. What happens is you have this big pool, right? <laughs> and you get for guys that like the virtue signal, you can put your name on a board or whatever yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. You know, you reach in the, yeah, your own damn yeah. pocket to put money into the reparations pool. Right. And you know, then they can rewrite those fundings. That's going to get peed away either way it goes. But hey, reparations. Do
1: you want to know what's bad too? I bet you not a lot of people are going to apply for this. If you have to find your and trace back your Most lineage. people are going to be very surprised. I, I, yeah. I feel they like people are going to be like, that sounds super like. hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're not going to do it. So I wonder how many people are actually going to go through that process. I know. I, I, thought, that, I thought the
0: same thing, Morgan, because I was like, this feels a lot like California wanting to be able to say we did it. Yeah. But That's not I'm actually wanting to be able to implement it, knowing that people are not going to yeah. be able to prove that or like know where to start. Well,
1: yeah, if you think of like bureaucracy, I wonder how hard it's going to be. Mm-hmm. If you have to like put all that stuff in, who wants to go through the paperwork? People don't even like going to the DMV. So yeah. I wonder, like actually implementing this, what it's going to look like. We're well,
0: talking about people are too lazy to do a Google search. Yeah, like they're not going to look for this stuff. So, mm-hmm. uh, all right, we've got more to come, but we got to take a quick break.
1: But
0: it really is about infertility no, everything. Ron DeSantis, we mentioned what's going on in Florida with uh, all of the great work that he is doing for parental rights. He also is the head of a new lawsuit. This is 21 states who have joined together seeking to end federal masking mandates for air travel and public transportation. Uh, DeSantis said it's well past time to get rid of this unnecessary mandate and get back to normal life. It is amazing that this has gone on as long as it is. Now, this was after uh, the mandate was set to expire. I believe it was, what, like March 18th or something? Um, But it was was earlier this month. It was set to expire, and I, I think... There were a lot of people who thought, well, surely they can't push it out further. I mean, COVID is not a thing anymore. This is this is dead. Why why would we why would we push it back out? And then, of course, they extended it to April 18th. Um, you know, I think I've heard from from some some views are like. Well, why don't you just wait until April 18th? I mean, is you're going to file a whole lawsuit about it. Why don't you just wait it out? Well, because they're going to keep extending it like they just freaking did because they don't want to end that power and control. If this were about science, they may think to themselves, hmm, maybe we should read all of these studies that show that, like, the the oxygen, the air that people are breathing in airplanes is, like, the cleanest freaking mm-hmm. air that you could breathe And yet they are still uh, they still have to abide by this mask mandate. So 21 states uh, suing the federal government to end these mask mandates. I don't know what's going to happen. This is in, of course, Ron DeSantis, I mentioned, is leading it. So this is going to be heard in Florida as the middle district of Florida. And uh, we will. (laughs) We will see what
1: happens, but um, I'm really, I'm Morgan. I have to ask you: Did you, did you, you flew here, right? I flew here, and yes, I got yelled at many times okay. because I won't put my mask on. Yeah, and I honestly there's so many different levels to this of like the flight attendants that are so passionate about continuing to make you wear your mask. Sometimes I get on most of the time now because I travel a lot and everybody's like, listen, this is super bad. Like super lame, fake. They don't ask you to put it back on or cover your nose. And then all of a sudden you meet someone Mm -hmm. who is on a power trip Mm -hmm. who will walk back and forth and ask you to cover your nose every Mm -hmm. time. And then this most recently, I felt like such a little bad girl. She was was like, ma'am, I'm going to have to write a report about you if you don't put that on. It's because I eat these little baby carrots, Sarah, Oh, that's so smart. whenever I go to Very the airport, slowly. I just carry a little baby carrot in my fingers and like roll my suitcase and then I nibble on the baby carrot. I, I just that. find something so funny about it with the I little carrot. That. And so she said I wasn't eating my carrot fast enough. It's a whole thing. Um, like, I enjoy it. You are not the boss of how quickly I eat my vegetables. I know. So then I'm like, ma'am. oh, sorry. I Got my carrot. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I enjoy myself. I You can't stop it with these people. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. I let, that reminds me of the, did you see the viral video of the guy who just had a fry hanging out of his mouth <laughs> like the whole flight? He just kept kind of chewing on it every time <laughs> the flight. And I'm like, I don't understand the logistics of that because it feels like it would get very soggy in it, your mouth. It's impressive. I yeah. think
1: you probably definitely did something like this. So, um, but yeah, Eric is crazy. Yeah,
5: I also think something else that's going on way too long is the federal government. <laughs> (laughs) Um, I would love it for it to be eliminated. How many states? 21 states? 21 states. have (laughs) a better idea. How about we just have those 21 states secede? Mm. And then instead of answering to, I don't know, a federal government where you have to share a government with idiots from like California and New York and folks that are just ideologically completely different. I mean, you you know, because you travel a lot. You go to some of these other places, you're in a completely different realm. Mm -hmm. Like definitely Mm -hmm. with this whole COVID situation, we have to remind ourselves every day that, yeah, though we... Just pretty much have returned back to normal. Yeah. These there are people that are still keeping up with uh, this charade. But I always when, when stuff like this comes about and you have well these groups of the states really don't like that the federal government is doing something to them. And I'm like, why are y'all answering to the, why are we still answering to the federal government? People have an abusive relationship is what it is with the federal government. It doesn't need to exist. You can have, if you want your little defense packs or whatever, my military or whatever, the things that you guys want, whatever you could do that stuff without having some swamp in Washington uh, and idiots having to share governments with each other um, and line their pockets up. So I think, Yeah, the mask mandates of course have gone on for too long, but so has the federal government.
1: Well, what I'm confused about is we're reaching this point where like, whenever there is federal tyranny, the states are supposed to protect us. Mm -hmm. And I feel like they have not been doing their job according to what the founders had intended with this entire system of federalism because they were supposed to stand up for us and instead they're allowing the bureaucracy, like I said, with CPS and random bureaucratic offices to completely disrupt our lives. So then if we don't comply, all the think of all the business owners that have hundreds of thousands of dollars of fines. Like, you can't just reject that. Then you'll go to jail if you don't pay the fines. So they're finding ways to completely smush you under their boot. First of all, I hate being called a boot by communists because they lick the boots, and I am anti-boot. Yeah. But... <laughs> How are we supposed to do that if no one else in the system of federalism understands their role anymore? Think of the law enforcement. They are supposed to be a check on these other systems in our government, and they've completely abandoned it saying, well, I'm just doing my job. Mm-hmm. So no one understands their basic role anymore. Yeah. So where do we go from there?
5: That's why it's a problem, because everybody that's in the the, all the cogs in the machine are pushing it on the person that's above them. Instead of actually standing for liberty, it's like, well, they we excuse their bad behavior, even though they're acting on behalf of the the people that I'd call them another name if it was my show. But the bad people, (laughs) they act on they act as the enforcement wing uh, of them. And, and until people realize, like, look, man, this is wrong, and wrong is certainly wrong. We're not gonna; it's nothing's gonna change. But as long as we kept saying, "Well, I answered to this person. This person said this. Well, I, I'm just doing my job." So the next person, you know, you gotta go take it up with them. I'm like, that's that's so stupid. The fact that we've gotten through those levels of, of bureaucracy in the in the way that we are, where people just won't even acknowledge liberty and stand up mm-hmm. for it, it's quite sad.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. It's like it's protect and serve, but it's not you that they're protecting and serving. Uh,
5: Protecting and serving the state. government, yeah. (laughs) That's who they were protecting and serving. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, with all the checks, like you have the federal government, state, local, law enforcement, and the people. And when the vaccine mandate came out, I can't tell you how many people messaged me saying, so should I quit my job? Or like, what am I supposed to do to not comply? How does that even look? Like, what is our solution? Are we screwed? And it's like, how come we can't, as individuals, say, okay, at my company, if they're going to try and force it, let's get all the employees together that are going to stand up. Let's ask for a meeting with our boss. Let's see if he supports mm-hmm. us. If not, let's find other people. But then we'll take with our boss a meeting to other companies in the community. We all form together mm-hmm. and form a sort of interest group. Ask for meetings with the local politicians. Ask for meetings with the sheriff's department, and then continue to get people at the state level. And the, like, what happened to understanding how actual community organizing works? Yeah. Not the leftist kind of crazy stuff. But if you think about it like that, it's kind of basic with the building blocks. Yeah, amen. Uh, All right, we'll be right back.
0: Uh, Morgan, I've so enjoyed having you back on the program. I hope that you'll be here more often. Um,
1: but in the meantime, can you tell everyone where they can find you? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Uh, if you want to do anything with our nonprofit, if you want to watch the survivor testimonies that we're actually filming in the building next door at American Journey Experience, they're so sweet for letting us film there, you can go to fightsocialism.org. And then Instagram is really where you can see all the behind the scenes. So my Instagram is morgan.zeggers. Um, and I really appreciate it, Sarah, thank yeah,
0: you. Yeah, I, well, I also, I would encourage you to follow Morgan um, on Instagram, too, because you just post the cutest videos. It's like <laughs> Morgan rollerblading and falling and, but you know what, she gets back up.
1: Yeah, and that's I posted what that for the USSR the day that it fell. I said falling as hard as they fell <laughs> was, on this day.
0: <laughs> it was so cute. Uh, and then of course, you know where you can find Eric. This is Young YoungRipa59 on YouTube. It's Don't me. ask him to change his name. Not he's him. not going to, not him. all right, he's not going to. But make sure that you are subscribed Subscribed and following both of these lovely people. And speaking of subscribing, make sure you subscribe to Blaze TV. You can go to blaze TV.com, use promo code NEWS, and you will save some moolah. That is blaze TV.com.
2: Stream and subscribe to more Blaze media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.